catching up with the men who've built an empire off of publishing with magazines like LA Confidential, Angelino. We're getting to scoop how you guys could build your very own publishing empire. How to make it in the publishing world. You guys, I'm so happy you guys are here today to watch my show. And also, if you're listening to my podcast, Dream Big, thank you guys so much for listening. I am here with some, my good friends, my Hollywood friends. Um, I'm excited that you guys are here. I always see you guys at events. We're always we're always bumping into each other. Yes, yes. Uh, and I was like very excited that we had a mutual friend, Spencer. We do. And so you guys are here today, and I think our audience could learn a lot about the publishing world, how to make it, how to own it. And especially in the age where I feel like publishing is changing. Mm -hmm. So Spencer, your role at uh, Modern Luxury is? I'm at Los Angeles Confidential, mm -hmm. which is under the Modern Luxury umbrella. Yeah. And I'm the editor-in-chief for the last seven years. Exactly. And Chris, I will show you Spencer in the magazine. Yeah, show us Spencer in the magazine. Here's Spencer. Spencer and G-Eazy. Oh. <laughs> not right? retouched. Oh, that's G-Eazy. Not, not retouched at all. Not retouched not at all. Not retouched at all. Of course not. And Chris, what's your role at Modern Luxury? So I'm the group publisher for mm -hmm. LA Confidential, Angelino, yeah. Beverly Hills, Interiors, and now our new magazine, our new flip book magazine yeah. is called Palm Springs, Modern Luxury Palm Springs. I'm a huge. And here's my picture. Oh, there's your picture. Oh, look, okay. bigger than mine. Rachel Bloom from Crazy Ex-Girlfriends. Oh yes. She's this, pretty cool. Actually, she matches the. Uh, she matches wallpaper the back here. Yeah, she matches right? the core. I actually have been a huge fan of both <laughs> magazines, especially LA Confidential. LA Confidential gave me love when I just started as a blogger. You guys did some like special, maybe I'll show you guys a magazine afterwards, after the interview. So LA Confidential is so special for me because you guys always feature like, you guys feature people that are like making noise in LA. True. And we do a lot of entertainment stuff, a lot of Hollywood stuff. And then by that I mean like in an overarching yeah. way. So everything usually somehow touches back to Hollywood or entertainment, mm -hmm. which you're part of yeah. in a way. And we're more the, oddly, because I'm the old guy, we're sort of more the hip scenester cool magazine. Yeah. Because really <laughs> in my in my gut, that's who I am. So, <laughs> yeah. so, um, so that's sort of how this magazine differs from Angelino. Yeah, what's which the difference is, between Angelino well, Magazine and LA Confidential? I'd say that Angelino, Chris, you can jump in too, but I think Angelino, where I also have worked in a previous life, um, <laughs> is more classic, a mm -hmm. little bit more town and country-ish, mm -hmm. um, and we're our, we are the, the more Hollywood sexy I magazine. agree with that. I think they're both luxury-focused magazines. One takes on more of a fashion kind of dining shopping mm -hmm. genre like Angelino, as Spencer said, and then LA Confidential is really luxury through an entertainment lens. Mm, so we feature a lot of, um, we do award events, so we yeah, do a big do, work for the you awards. You guys are like doing the best events when it comes to award show season. Emmys, yeah, so like Emmys, an Emmys party. Yeah, we had our big Emmys party with Elizabeth Moss mm -hmm. right here in West Hollywood. That was fantastic. I was we there. just did our Impact Awards last week, which were phenomenal. It was an opportunity where celebrities gave awards out to people behind the cameras yeah. and TV. So it was perfect our timing. Our first one. Yeah, it was too. our first so, ever you know, Impact and, and it really went off. For first awards, I've heard from people that, you know. Sure did. We, and we pulled it off, and it was really a lot of fun. We had two cover stars, yes, Los Angeles Confidential cover stars, co-hosting with us in the evening, wow. which was Mandy Moore and Natasha Leon, who is our next cover for July. And that's, I'm I've never, about that. I've never seen two, that was a, a new thing, to get yeah. two cover stars in one venue 
to sort of work together to do this, to honor people behind the camera. It was amazing. Absolutely. And, and well, Mandy, I love Mandy more. Yeah, Mandy gave out the award to Dan Fogelman, the creator of This Is Us. Mm -hmm. So it was really meaningful for both Mandy and Dan. Yeah. So it was I phenomenal. love that show. I'm so obsessed with that show. Everybody is. Like, it's a great show. Every, every single episode, I'm like in tears. It's like, <laughs> where's the tissue box? Like, it's, it's going down. Um, what's it like? How, what's the process of choosing? A magazine's cover start. Do you let's go down to the business side of it? Are you looking mm -hmm. at who's going to sell magazines? Are you looking at business relationships? Like, what does it come down to in this day and age when you're trying to put a cover start? Um, I'll start, and Chris can can add in as well. You know, it's in my career, which has been a long time. It's it's this is slightly different. When I started, we were doing I was doing newsstand magazines, so your priority with a cover was to get people to pick up the magazine on mm -hmm. a newsstand. This is different, we're sort of clo we're closed circulation, distributed to select zip codes and all that, so it's less important. However, I always think of the cover, I can't, it's my training, I think of it as newsstand, so I don't wanna do just mm -hmm. anybody on the cover, mm -hmm. I want somebody to be hot, relevant, um, and so how do we pick it? You know, it's a back and forth with PR, because you want something that's gonna like time to a show or time to a movie. You want them, in our case, we insist that, oh, that's maybe too strong a word, but we ask and they have to do an event. So sometimes if they don't wanna do an event, we have to pass on um, cover people. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that, yeah, I was gonna add to that. The reason why we wanna add for the event exposure is a lot of our sponsors come into the picture mm. with the events. Got it. So if we get a big star um, on one of our covers, you know, we could also get a lot of you know money from some of the big liquor brands or yeah. automotive brands, and that's really a good opportunity for us yeah. in the media world to get you know their branding together. It's so interesting because as uh, someone who loves you know fashion and loves to read about my favorite like you know artists that I'm obsessed with, I pick up the magazine and it's just picking up the magazine. But there's like this whole business aspect too that I never think about. So yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I started at Modern Luxury back in 2000 mm -hmm. and literally knocked on doors. Would you like to buy an ad? Yeah. And that's really how I got my start in this world. Wow. We're literally pounding the pavement, not taking no for an answer, mm -hmm. and really showing people the value of what we did in the magazine. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward 19 years later, it's really a whole like, we call it a stereo surround sound where we have our print, we have our digital, we have our events, and then we have a mm -hmm. whole PR arm to what we do. What's the so PR it's really arm? interesting. So we have a new membership package mm -hmm. that includes print, digital, mm -hmm. and events. And the PR arm is we actually help businesses write press releases and get their message messages out wow. that way as well. Oh, wow. So yeah, we so want to make sure that everyone has, there's something for everybody here. And it's so different from, let's say, 10 years ago to 15 years ago. So that's how you guys are evolving in the publishing world when it Absolutely. comes to print. Absolutely, yeah. So we're really, I don't consider us print magazines, I consider everything a brand. A brand. The LA Confidential brand, the Angelino brand. So mm -hmm. every brand has different assets to it. Got it. Yeah. Oh, this is so crazy. And how did you guys start your career? You said you started 19 years ago. You're from I New York. I started, I'm from New Jersey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My wife's from New York, I'm from New yeah. Jersey. And I came out here in 94. Uh -huh. I worked for a company called PIMS. And mm -hmm. literally what they did was they distributed press releases and videos for a lot of PR firms use them. Mm -hmm. They were right across the street from the Ivy. So I got to know a lot of the local businesses around that area on Robertson. So when yeah. I worked there... Oh, it was like a prime location. Yeah, it was a great location. I met a lot of store owners. And then when it was time to leave PIMS, actually my wife brought a copy of this magazine home. We were dating. 
So you should call <laughs> the gentleman whose face is in there. And you're talking about Hong, Angelino. Angelino. So I called the gentleman and I said, look, I'm new to LA, I'm new to this world. I know nothing about sales. Yeah. But pay me commission only. Let's see what I could do. Yeah. So literally, that's a that's New York hustle did. in you, by the way. Yeah, it's a that's hustle. That's a New York hustle. So you know, and that's how I got my start. Just literally knocking on doors, selling ads, and creating new relationships. And I think you made like you know that first day, never having done that. Isn't there some story where you made like forty or fifty thousand dollars off the bat? Oh, I did. Never been done before, right? No. So oh, that, that's my story, right? <laughs> but literally, I brought in forty-five grand into the first issue. Remember, Don Cheadle, I think, was on the cover of that issue, and I remember I couldn't believe that wow. I brought in that much money, but. That's why I was, That's that was my job. So, so what I, is the salesman technique that you could teach us? Okay. Like so, your secret. You know, I, I always feel like, okay, I'm in sales, but I don't feel like I'm a sales mm -hmm. guy. Right? Yeah. I feel like my goal, it's almost like a first date. You go into a business, you see what they're doing, you ask a lot of questions, and then you see if it makes sense to take it to the next level. Yeah. Right? Kind of like a first date. So that's how I always maintain my relationships, where you come across not too salesy, but you really are there to help their businesses yeah. grow. And in our world, it's really about attracting align alignment with luxury brands. So the local antique store on Melrose may want to be alignment with like Tiffany or Cartier, who are the big national advertisers. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and, and you guys are really good friends. I, we were with each other uh, recently at the Race to Race MS event, which is a very big event in Los Angeles. You guys seem like you guys are like best friends. We, yeah. Well, you know, it's a Jersey right. boy and a Long Island boy. Ah. You know, at the end of the day, you do, we have that. Um, we stick together. I think more, myself more as an older brother. I try to guide the... <laughs> that's so, a compliment to you. So I'm the younger brother? Well, you are younger. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, but we've known each other a long time, like I think yeah. 15 years. Spencer came on board in 2003, I four, believe. Four. And he was at Vanity Fair, I believe, in New York. And I remember that day, like it was yesterday. It was a big deal that we were getting Spencer back yeah. to come on board. So he was meeting a bunch of the editors mm -hmm. and different people at LAX at the Encounter Room, which is <laughs> no longer there. But I heard they're revitalizing it now. Such and cool. when Spencer came on board, it was like a game changer. Yeah. Really, the brand elevated between you and Ann Song. Really, I think things really are spiraling What up. do you think about Vanity Fair today, the magazine? Well, you know, it's funny. I ju it's, I just it's a lot thinner <laughs> than Angelino and LA Confidential. Vanity Fair was sort of, you know, I come out of the New York publishing world where I started, and um, those, I just read an article in the New York Post the other day about the changes in the publishing world. I mean, in those years that I came up in the 80s and 90s, it was really a heyday. And Connie Nass, which owns Vanity Fair, created this idea of editors as celebrities with all the trimmings and trappings. Mm -hmm. Graydon Carter made $2 million a year salary. Fast forward, I, before I forget, the new editor-in-chief of Vanity Fair makes a quarter of that. You see, so it's all, it's just changed a lot. That, that sort of, that, those big days of like celebrity editors are sort of like, sort of, gone by the wayside, um, but I'm glad I had that training. Mm -hmm. And I still think of myself what did as you, a... What did you learn, like a key thing that you learned at Vanity Fair? Do you still like apply it in your work today? Well, I had a lot of, I had a lot of magazines I worked at before Vanity Fair, so I think that I, I learned more from my first job at Interview Magazine with Andy Warhol and at W Magazine. Did you work with Andy? I did. Wow. Andy. Talk to me about that, because I am obsessed with him and fascinated <coughs> with him. He was an he was an interesting character, and um, you know I was I had taken off a semester from college and was bartending to make a lot of money, mm -hmm. most money I've ever made to this day. Stop. Bartending. Fifteen hundred dollars a night, easy. 
cash. What, what, what bar were you working at? City Regines. Oh, Regines. Where was, was that? Big, in Midtown? It was on 59th and Park. It was like the chic Euro disco royalty, mm -hmm. and everybody came in there. Diana Ross was a customer all the time. So I was this bartender, and Andy Warhol would come in with his crew, and that's how we met. And in those days... But he didn't really talk much, so how'd you guys meet? Oh, he would talk a little he bit. He would talk? Yeah, he yeah, talked yeah. to Spencer, right? Yeah, he, he talked, talked to you know, and people around him, Fred Hughes and other people, um, uh, talked a lot. And, um, and, you know, those were the days when I had no experience whatsoever. I mean, I was a history major in college. And he just liked me, and so they hired me as copy editor at Interview Magazine. Wow. I started first day, which was, you know, this thick back then, and, and had no experience and just had to learn on the job. They don't do that anymore. Now you have to go through all the HR stuff and rigmarole and training, and, and, and that, that was sort of the beginning. So I learned a lot from that, mm -hmm. and then going to W what Magazine. What was it like working with Andy? Um, you know, I didn't, you didn't work directly with Andy. Mm -hmm. He was just there, there, and I remember telling a funny story with, your mutual friend, our mutual friend George Perez, Hal, who was on our podcast, um, who was on our podcast one week before this podcast. You guys could hear that. Um, amazing guy, George, and um, I. You know, the funny thing about Andy was, at, at the end of the day, he would make rounds through the factory, which is you know where we all worked, um, dumping glasses of water in all the trash cans because in those days, of course, everyone smoked in the office, and he was terrified of fire. And so during those rounds is when you'd get the chance to have a little couple words with Andy, and mm. he'd just say things like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Do you love your job? And you'd go, yes, I love it. And he said, that's great. It really was just like that, you know. Yeah. Um, outside the office, he was a little bit more personable, but that was sort of the office routine he did. Well, with the whole him. idea of interview was so interesting because it was really celebrities <coughs> interviewing celebrities, He right? wanted a way, the way, the reason that magazine got started is he wanted a way to get into parties free. And he knew if he started a magazine, this is way back, he would be able to sort of like finesse that more easily. So let's mm -hmm. make a magazine. And he was like that, and they just made a magazine. And then it took off big right, time. Right, right. Um, you know, straight interviews which I used to, you know, you don't even edit them. They were just simply, like, redacted exactly yeah. how they, they came out on tape. So fascinating. Oh, mm -hmm. That's a great story. So you had the training of Andy Warhol interview. You worked at W. W Magazine, which was then, you know, um, um, all my fancy stuff comes from, maybe from W. I have that fancy thing that I'm able to do just from my training. And that comes because I was sort of the person not in charge of... Um, the fashion, but I was in charge of everything else. So all the society stories, mm -hmm. which were a big deal, and the home stories, and meeting all those people in New York and in Paris, and they sent me all over the place, South Africa to do Cape Town once, and um, and I would write, I would write those stories, which were, it wasn't like they weren't puff pieces, you know. I'd yeah. really take, if Diana Madison is new to town, oh, mm -hmm. I'd find everything out about you, and in a fun way, yeah. do a big piece about it. Interesting. So, right so that was good like, training. How do you feel like the publishing magazine world has changed? I feel like, do you, don't you, <clears throat> I don't know, it's like the articles aren't like <clears throat> what they used to be. Like you're saying, the way it's written now, it's just, it is very fluffy. Like some of the magazines. No, when we started, Angelina, I, I'm not talking about Angelina Confidential, yeah. but you know, some of the magazines that I like love, like I buy now <clears throat> and it's like one third <clears throat> the size. There's hardly any articles. I feel like it's more sponsorship. Hmm. Do you want to? Do you want to? I mean, I I think 
I have one in particular in mind that I like. I'm obsessed with, and I'm really disappointed. Yeah, I, you know, the world has changed, and I feel our demographic will always want to touch and feel mm -hmm. magazine, which is why I think we're so successful. And our audience, you know, actually, let me talk about the national advertisers. We're so local connected. So, like tonight, we have an event over at a watch company on Rodeo Drive. They came to us because they know we can bring qualified readers Wait, and qualified which watch audience. Who blow? No, no, So they know that we could bring those people into their <laughs> store to potentially yeah. buy watches. So that's where we kind of um, take take charge of, of the realm of luxury where yeah. we're connecting people together. Connecting so our do you think clients. that's a good advice to give some of our listeners who want to create a magazine, digital or print? And is that the way to go that you gotta be really niche? Mm -hmm. I mean, I believe it is because I think if the audience is supporting the advertisers, I think the magazine will be successful. And we make our money on the advertisers yeah. and the sponsorship. And your niche is luxury. Absolutely, yeah. And there's luxury. another way of looking at that, which is more old school, because I'm OG, right? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> the OG um, of the OG. Yes. What is it, old gangster, right? So, um, original gangster. So, um, it's a fine line, because if you get in bed too much, with all that sponsorship mm -hmm. and advertising, you are going to have a reaction like you have to things, and eventually eyes are going to go away. Yeah. Okay, so you really do you have. You want to be authentic. You need to be authentic. You can do, like, we, these are positive magazines, and that's fine, but there's a good way of doing a positive magazine mm -hmm. where you're still bringing some interesting stuff to the table. And I'll give you an example. When we interviewed Mandy Moore, for instance, or Natasha Lee on our next cover, I insist it's an in person interview. It's so easy today to get an email or like and a to do telephone. an email interview we <coughs> excuse me or a telephone interview and you know and I just disapprove of that and the reason is the interview you're going to get in person when you have to describe clothes and some details and set the scene and you're in a venue wherever it is and describe that you're getting an authentic story so in all the stuff I do and what I bring is an authenticity even to something that might be fluffy there's a good way of doing it. And I have to tell you that when you do it right, the big advertisers, I still believe, want to be in because the heat you're generating. They feel the authenticity. Mm -hmm. The reason those magazines were so thick, besides just economics and, and, and you know the ups and downs of the publishing, was because you know, in W Magazine, for instance, you wanted to be surrounded by all that good editorial. It, the reflected glory was there. You still want to deliver that. There's no reason to do a flat mm -hmm. <coughs> magazine that only caters to your advertisers. And Chris, every, anybody would agree with that, but it's a tricky balance that you have to do, especially today. So uh, while you guys are talking, I'm seriously getting so many ideas that I could apply to my Instagram page. Because nowadays, like with people like me who are influencers, our Instagram page is kind of like our personal magazine, right? Um, like some of the like nuggets I'm picking up from you guys is to be authentic because mm -hmm. you know sometimes people get sponsors and you don't want it to be so in your face like this is a product you're you're talking about so mm -hmm. be a little bit more authentic mm -hmm. about it. Um, what else? What advice would you guys give? Like I'm looking at your magazine cover and it's like loud stand out there photo, right? We Very think creative. These magazines for me are almost like coffee table books. Yeah. 
that have a lot of longevity, and mm -hmm. I think it's important in today's world to really stand out. Mm -hmm. I know like real estate is big in LA. It's one of our biggest categories yeah. in business. When I go to an open house, I always see LA Confidential or Angelino on the coffee table, and it speaks volumes of who we are, because yeah. we really are a beautifully aesthetic, pleasing yes. magazine. So I think it's important for anyone new who wants to start in this business, make sure it even it looks good. Yeah, so that's I've a really good tip, I've seen some magazines out there yeah. that just simply don't even look good. Mm -hmm. So that's that's, key. that's important. really key, and I've been lucky, and so is Chris, but <clears> even <throat> before Chris, when I was doing stuff, to always work with top photography. It's just absolutely essential. I mean, it's not essential. They're great magazines that are all words, yeah. but for the kind of stuff that's going to appeal to the most people, you know, these are top um, photographers. photographers that do stuff, and we just don't put yeah. bad pictures in the magazine. Something that you talked about before, which I think was a really good nugget I want to share with you guys is, like, we talked about your personal Instagram page, and you said, I, would, I just love to tell stories. And you said you won't post a picture unless you have something to say. I know. I'm not a social media star by any stretch. I only started Instagram two years ago because, you know, I, I just had to do it. Um, pressure from, from, you know, magazine stuff put that out and I thought well I'm not always going to put up the most perfect picture mm -hmm. but I can tell a story so everything on my Instagram page has a reason and I actually craft it I don't just there's nothing wrong I'm not saying even I'm not even going for likes and all yeah. that stuff I'm going for what I want to put it's my own personal <laughs> the anti-social well, media person you're the but it's sort of media person, but, but it's kind of like but i have no followers <laughs> but i always get between 15 and 30 percent yeah in, in likes so engagement so that little detail means something to me it means i'm engaging my little group well i i feel like what i took away from that is and i don't actually do that is like i need to tell more stories and i don't I focus so much on the picture and yep. not so much on what I'm writing. You know what you do that I love on your social media is you actually bring the past back to the future. Yes. So Spencer will talk about you know his grandfather that lived in Ohio. Do I maybe have that wrong? The no. person. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He'll yeah, tell yeah. a story about yeah. something there and have a really cool picture of the time. So you have an arsenal of like all this like nostalgia. I think that's really what well, makes makes it, you unique. Well, what I what I try to do is this. I'll post up an event picture. Oh, here I am in the camera on the red carpet. It's so exciting, right? And then I'll counter it with some thing from about the Civil War because I'm a history buff. And I and that's just it gives mm -hmm. a pic. What it does, I think, maybe is is give the viewer a real sense of me and mm. it's authentic rather than just being the person on the red yeah. carpet. Mm -hmm. There's a nerdy side yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. Right. I could have been a librarian. I yeah. should have been a librarian. Been a librarian. <laughs> and I didn't. But this so, is the great that I'm taking away you guys and I'm like, wait up, I'm doing something wrong with my Instagram. I'm not doing what you're talking about is like showing a little history and like being a little personable. That's fun. Mm -hmm. I mean I, I have my son on there sometimes on my mm -hmm. Instagram. He's starting his own Instagram for his nonprofit, so I'm Which excited to share that yeah. with, with my, yeah. my audience or whoever they, yeah. these people are. <laughs> so it works out well for me. But I again, well, how many pictures can you look at us on the red carpet, Spencer? Uh, it gets boring after a while. I think I, you do get the most likes from that, and if I put like a 30-year-old picture with me with no, with, you know, I had a great chest then back in those days. <laughs> those get the easy one those to do. Those always get a lot of likes. They the, get a the lot of likes. Shots. But you know, yeah. but you can only do so much of that and people start to gag, I think. So, you know, you got to <laughs> counter it with it. I like being a little self-deprecating, too. Yeah. Take it down a notch. Take it down a notch. Mm -hmm. You know, say something fabulous and then write something that yeah. takes it down a notch. Takes it down a notch. Where do you guys see LA Confidential, Angelino, Modern Luxury going in the next five years? So we're expanding. I mean, right now we're going to be launching in, I think I can say the Seattle mm. is a new market for us. So we're, 
you know, obviously we're in most of the top big cities. We're in 24 markets. We have 90 brands. Wow. You know, magazines, but we call them yeah. brands in, in total. That's so so we're evolving, we're growing, and honestly, our our digital, the event component, is, is huge yeah. on top of the print. So Thank you for always, always inviting on. me. Your events yeah, are always we love like having you. We love having you, for <laughs> the sure. The best. I like, especially like war show season, it's always so fun. Absolutely. We yeah. had that, what was that award show we had last year with Milo Ventimiglia, Allison Bray? That was the, that was Anna the. Anna Wait, wait, did it my invitation get lost for that? <laughs> Were you there? Weren't you there? <laughs> no, I, was, I wasn't there. I think I was at the Taraji P. Henson when you guys did. Oh, that's that, right. That, that Chris Taraji did, was Chris on our January-February yeah. cover yes. over at uh, Hyde. Hyde. Yeah, yeah, that was a really nice party, so I did that. That was fun. Absolutely. Well, I just want to say thank you guys so much for being here. You guys are always so much fun when I see you guys out in L.A. Uh, I thought it'd be great to have you guys come in here because I'm a huge fan of L.A. Confidential, Angelino, and I thought like our, in our you know audience could take some inside if they want to start a magazine, what they could do, especially in this world of publishing in this day and age. And also, I'm taking tips from you guys for my personal Instagram page. Like, I'm going to go back to the drawing board Absolutely. and be like, okay, what's my story? <laughs> and, <laughs> what is my story? And they could follow our magazines, correct? Okay, so where can we follow site? you guys? Okay, yes. so LA Confidential is at LAC Magazine. Uh -huh. And Angelino is at Angelino Magazine. Thank you so guys you so much for coming Thank in. Thank you. You got it. Thank you, handles, Diana. Your handles will be there so everyone could follow you guys. Oh, they can? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get a ton of followers yeah, I'm going to get two more likes on this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks for coming Thank in. We'll you. see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.